Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. CJ and I got back from the U.S. Open on Saturday. I spent a lot of Saturday night, Sunday morning sleeping and the same Sunday to Monday. I feel more recovered now, but uh, it was a great week. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open more in the riff. I'm going to give you some stories, a couple of war stories. Then I got a special episode coming out. Look for it. It's called, uh, it's called uh, The Time I Almost Cried on the Pickleball Court. True story, but I think you might be surprised as to the reasons. I almost forgot to tell you who I am. My name is Tony Roy. I am your podcast host for the Pickleball Therapy Podcast. I am a master teaching professional as well as a senior pro pickleball player. If you haven't checked out our latest uh, video on the Into Pickle channel on YouTube, I think you'll find it interesting. You'll get to see me actually play in a, in a hotly contested match. And I won't do any spoilers here, so check that one out and you'll like it at the Into Pickle channel. It's a video entitled Lob Battle. In today's podcast, what I want to do is I want to lead off by talking about not chasing winners, stopping chasing, stop chasing winners. And it's in response to a post that was put in uh, that I saw on the Pickleball Forum. I'm going to share that post with you in a second. Uh, the, I'm going to read it to you and then we're going to talk about it and what it means to chase winners and maybe why that's not the best approach. And then in the riff, as I mentioned, I will be talking about the U.S. Open, my experience at the U.S. Open. And sharing with you some more stories that'll help you with your game. So, with that said, stay tuned for the podcast. All right, so the, the title of this podcast is Stop Chasing Winners, right? Stop trying to chase the winners. Now, I'm not saying don't win rallies. I'm not saying don't win games. I'm saying stop chasing winners. And specifically what we're talking about is we're talking about chasing winners during rallies. So, shots where you're trying to win the rally. And let me frame it out for you by reading a post that was put in the Pickleball Forum. So this post was publicly available to everybody, so I'm going to share it with you here. It's by Gregory, and I'm going to try and pronounce his last name. I believe it's Gatro. Um, and actually, the, the, it's uh, serendipitous because it's entitled, or the beginning of it is, Quick Therapy Session, colon. So pretty appropriate. This is Gregory now. It, the whole thing's Gregory. So Quick Therapy Session. I am a 4.0. And I've also played tennis for 50 plus years. I was always taught that at our level, the best way to win is to stay steady, have patience and let your opponents make the errors. So this is the style that I use in pickleball. But several players have told me, and in parentheses, even gotten aggravated, that I have opportunities to put the ball away and I don't. I've tried to explain this to them and tried to stick to my guns, but in the back of my mind, I wonder if I should shift my strategy. I continue to see aggressive players miss shots and wonder what the percentages are in errors to winners. I'm curious to know what y'all think, and then a thumbs up. I already responded to Gregory directly in the in the uh, in the post, and basically what I said to him is I said, "Keep at it, right? You're doing the right thing." Most of pickleball, at all levels, but particularly around the 4.0 uh, sub 4.5 particular level, or particularly there, <clears throat> excuse me, is a sport. That is defined by error avoidance. Error avoidance, not by hitting winners. What I always like to tell players when I'm playing with them is, you know, when they hit those, you know, crazy, amazing shots that you're like, wow, great shot, right? ESPN's not there. There's no ESPN camera up you know, on the corner of the court waiting to capture that and show it on, you know, the top 10 shots of the day on Sports Center. No such thing. 
So while winners are cool and they're exciting, and in fact, uh, the last shot of the rally I mentioned to you, uh, the, the, the last shot of the match that I mentioned to you earlier, the one on YouTube, is an exciting winner hit by one of the teams. I won't spoil it. But, the, um, but that's not what defined the game. What defined the game was, you know, defense and not making errors with some winners peppered in here and there. What happens too often is players get, they, they go down this, you know, hitting winners mentality and it really leads players astray. In fact, uh, CJ and I went to open play here in Tampa uh, last night. CJ was in town. And so we went by the open play just to mingle and, and you know, just play with some players and, and kind of give back, I guess, you know, play and, 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 uh, and get out there. And uh, most of the players we were playing, I would say, were, you know, there were maybe a couple three fives and then, you know, three L's, two fives and some beginners. And what we saw was, both CJ and I saw was, a lot of trying to hit winners. A lot of trying to go for the, you know, the, the, the amazing shot that everyone goes, oh my God, that was a great shot. But at the same time, missing a ton, a ton of shots. In fact, CJ and I were on the same court during one of the, the games and we, we were playing opposite each other. And the, the final score was 11-7. And so 18 points total scored. We did rough math and it was, a, a pro, of those 18 points, approximately 12 to 14 were gifts. Meaning missed returns of serve, missed four shots and things like that. So this game is a game, Pickleball is a game of not making too many errors, reducing the number of the errors that you make. And here's the key I want to leave you with, or one of the keys I want to leave you with. You will win the rallies, but the way you're going to win the rallies is by allowing your opponents to make the error. In other words, the result is the same. You still win the rally, but you win it by allowing your opponents to lose the rally, as opposed to you trying to hit the the perfect winner shot. And I would suggest to you that when you evaluate the pros and cons, right, or the pluses and minuses of a winner approach, what you'll find is that it just doesn't make sense. What you end up doing when you're trying to hit winners is you are risking too much. In other words, you are pushing margins of error that simply aren't necessary to push. And another way to think about it is in terms of whether it's necessary is, do you really need to do that in order to prevail, in order to win that particular rally? And I would suggest to you that at most levels and most of the time, the answer is no. And the reason is because you're playing opponents who are also trying to go for winners, right? Who are also error prone. So what you're going to do if you want to be more successful playing pickleball and and end up on the positive side of more rallies than your opponents is to play the game according to its rhythm and also your skill set. So you're going to basically play a game that makes sense according to what's going on in the rally and, again, according to your skill set. And you're going to put those two together, and that's what's going to give you maximum performance because you will make less errors while your opponents will continue to make their errors. One way to think, and a way to put this into practice is, let's say that you have a very good soft game. Okay, You're good at dinks and resetting and things like that. What you're going to do is you're going to play a soft game. You're going to Make sure the ball bounces as much as possible, meaning if it's bouncing, that means that they can't volley it, right? They can't attack it. You're going to try and get that ball to bounce. You're going to learn how to move your opponents around a little bit with those same shots, but just moving them a little bit left to right, getting them stressed a little bit. And then key here is letting out balls go. This is not an out balls 
podcast, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But I'm going to tell you that one of the greatest unforced errors that you're committing probably is hitting out balls. It doesn't seem like it's an unforced error because you didn't miss the shot necessarily, right? Let's assume you hit the out ball but didn't miss. I would suggest to you that that is still an error by you. It is an error because that ball was traveling out. And oftentimes in pickleball, the best shot that you hit is the one you don't hit at all. So consider also maybe adding out balls to your uh, consideration of areas to work on because I can also tell you that last night during open play, I was, I was, it was very difficult for me not to start screaming, not screaming, but you know, yelling out, out, out over and over again as I watched not the court I was on because I, I will say that, to, say that to my partner, but I was, I was watching these matches where players were reaching as high as they could possibly reach with their bodies to hit balls that were clearly going to hit the top of the fence. Um, and that's, you know, th- th- there was all sorts of out balls being hit and numerous times during a rally. I'm not sure that the players even understood they were hitting out balls. And that's a, a source of continuing um, challenge for CJ and for me as pickleball instructors, as, as pickleball professionals who want to uh, transfer knowledge about this beautiful game and to help players grow in the sport is, you know, it's, it's challenging for us to watch players. Uh, again, we're glad they're enjoying pickleball. So not again, but we're glad they're enjoying pickleball. That's great. But they're just, there's so much depth to the sport. There's so much, um, there's so much to learn, so much to know about this game. And, you know, even if we make mistakes out there, we want you to know w- w- that you made a mistake, I think is important to know, and why you made a mistake. Because that's the only way you can really fix it. But bigger picture, it's the only way you can really fully enjoy this awesome sport of pickleball, in our opinion, is to is once you start seeing the entire, all the spectrum, right? All the colors that are out there, all the... You know, everything that's going on, uh, it's just an amazing thing to watch. So, but going back to the basic premise, try and maintain a focus on reducing unforced errors. Play the game that is a game that you are comfortable with. Uh, You know, you don't have to hit winners. You don't have to go for line drives. You don't have to do anything like that. Play a consistent, uh, fundamentally sound and solid game. Let your opponents beat their heads against the wall. Let your opponents make the errors, and you'll win a lot, a lot, a lot of rallies and probably also win a lot, a lot of games with this strategy. All right, in the riff, I'm going to give you a summary of the 2023 U.S. Open, but I'll give some tips in there as well, not just a summary, some tips in there as well to help you with your game and your enjoyment of this wonderful, wonderful sport. Stay tuned for the riff. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, CJ and I just got back from the 2023 U.S. Open down in Naples, Florida. I can't really, it's hard to, to express the uh, joy, the energy, the, just the, the, the experience of the U.S. Open if you've never been to one. I highly recommend wherever you are in the country, find that type of tournament. Uh, for instance, if you're in the Midwest, the Beer City Open is a good one that has a kind of energy. If you're in the, on the West Coast, Nationals would be a good, actually it's Texas not this year, it was, it was Indian Wells, but Nationals is a good event. Uh, tournament of champions. I've never been to tournament of champions or nationals, but it, I imagine that they have similar types of energy. Uh, it's just a different experience, and it can actually radically change your uh, your your relationship with the sport. But you know, CJ and I went. I've been to the U.S. Open for eight years. This is CJ's first year, and so CJ flew in um, a week before. We did some filming and and other things, and then we went on to the U.S. Open. Not just you know, for her to experience the Open, but also to get ready for our fourth Pickleball Summit, which will be at the end of June. So make sure you mark your calendar for that and definitely, definitely want to attend that. 
the presentations that we have been able to record so far for the summit are amazing, uh, far exceeding expectations in terms of the uh, breadth and and um, and depth of the uh, topics that are being covered. But so CJ, CJ's first time, my eighth time, uh, I knew what to expect. CJ didn't really know what to expect. I think CJ was pretty blown away by the by the experience, by the interaction with players, by players coming up to us saying they knew us, uh, telling, sharing stories with us about pickleball and how it's changed our lives. Uh, you know, the competitive but not the competitive but balanced kind of feeling of the event uh, is just a lot of fun. I was able to compete in two of the events. I got into men's senior pro on Wednesday and mixed senior pro on Friday. On Wednesday, uh, we went 0-2, but we had a couple of, of good uh, matches. First match, we were um, we were uh, it was a three-game match. We won the first game 13-11 and lost the next two games reasonably soundly by the other team. I think it was five and six or something like that. But we did battle the entire time and um, you know gave it our best in that three-game match. And then on the back draw, we uh, it was an interesting situation for us. It happens sometimes, you know, when you're ahead uh, in a match and then all of a sudden you're behind in the match at the end. Uh, but Keith and Kirk uh, from Michigan did a really good job of battling and of coming back. And so, you know, it was a match where we were up 11-4. Um, we switched at 8-4, as I recall, and then we were up 11-4. And, uh, you know, we're in a pretty dominant position, uh, Keith and Kirk you know, up the level of their game. They really um, um, made us pay for a, a few mistakes we made, but really good play by Keith and Kirk, and they ended up prevailing. I think it was 15-12. Uh, so it was a good uh, good battle back by them. Obviously would have preferred to be on the other side of that. But one of the things that's important to take away from these types of matches when you're playing at level is that, you know, the, the at-level play is roughly 50-50, uh, meaning you win some and you lose some. It literally applies when you're playing at level. And so, you know, the fact that we lost to uh, Jeff and John in the first round and to Keith and Kirk in the second round or in our draw, back draw, um, it's not an indication of anything other than we, you know, we gave our best, they gave their best. And on that particular occasion, their best was better than our best uh, on that day. And so that's how you have to approach pickleball. You know, I, I suggest that's how you should approach most things in life. But definitely on a pickleball court, you know, you got to understand that if you're playing at level, you're facing two opponents who are uh, just as as uh, intent in their uh, attempt to win as you are in yours. And respecting them and respecting their work on the court, I think, is an integral part of our game because you have also been on the side where you're the four and they're the 11 and you come back and uh, probably wouldn't like it very much if the other team did not or did anything to take away from your work. The sec on the on the Friday on mixed doubles actually had a uh, almost exactly flip side and not exactly not eleven four but we were down nine four so we were down four nine we were able to come back and win that one fifteen thirteen right so you're on sometimes you're the eleven sometimes you're the four and or sometimes you're in the head uh, in the lead and 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 you end up losing sometimes you're behind and you end up winning and that's just part of the of the sport of pickleball what I can tell you is this you know when we're on the pickleball court. Sometimes, you know, the shots we hit are good. Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes we make mistakes. You know, all of us do it. Even the top level players do it. Uh, you know, so it's just part of the game to have, you know, kind of like that old, that old spaghetti western. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It happens, everything, all that happens on a pickleball court. What I can tell you, though, is that the U.S. Open, and I'm sure you feel this way when you go to open play. For the most part, off the court, it's what? It's good. It's good. And it's better. Right? 
you know, off the court, I got to see a lot of friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, you know, we joke about it at the senior pro level, uh, you know, le- at least the way that I express it is, you know, to me, when I go to a tournament, it's basically my open play because that's where I get to see uh, players that I haven't seen in a while or who I haven't seen in a while from all over the country uh, who play at my level and who love this sport and want to get out there and compete. So, uh, you know, the, the the match that we posted on the Into Pickle channel is myself and Leslie Bernard, my partner, who's become a, a good friend against one of the legends of the sport and who's been a friend of mine for years, Stephanie Lane, one of my mentors in the sport and one of uh, uh, just a, a, a lovely person and great ambassador for pickleball and her partner who couldn't be more of a gentleman, Johan Svensson. Um, truly, truly great competitors and a truly an amazing uh, match. Again, I recommend you watch it. But you'll see that not only are we competing and we're battling. I mean, we're just going at it. I mean, Stephanie's a dear friend and I'm ripping balls right into her her chest because that's her. I'm giving her respect, right? She's a senior pro player. She would not want anything other from uh, anything else from me other than for me to give my best and to play my hardest. And that's what I did. And that's what Johan and Stephanie did. And you can see that during the match. But you'll also see that there's there's smiling, there's laughter, there's there's congratulations, there's, you know, it's it's just it's a it's I believe the that match to me and the other matches that I played against the other opponents too were the same that day. Uh, you know, just the height of sportsmanship and of just this awesome, awesome, awesome sport. So definitely check that one out. Um, anyway, so that's the U.S. Open. I'm going to give you a special episode probably sometime this week. I gotta, I have to kind of think through how I want to present it to you. But it literally is about how uh, I either cried or almost cried, depending on how you define crying, on the pickleball court in the U.S. Open. I get it. It's a little bit different than you may be thinking. But there was some some... Cries, crying was definitely a part of it. So anyway, uh, so look look for that special episode. I'll drop it this week. CJ doesn't want me to wait till the next week to do it because, and I think she's right, that uh, I got to do it while it's still fresher in my mind. So um, that's this week's podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, as always, please rate and review it. It really helps us uh, reach other players and it helps improve our podcast, which we really appreciate. If you have any feedback for us on the podcast, you can always send it to us at podcast at wearepickleball.com. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with your friends. Because if you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.